listening to the Taming Crazy podcast with Alicia, Deb, and Sue, where each week we'll share our views from the middle. We're talking the ups, the downs, and everything in between of being a midlife woman in today's world. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. myself on the blanket that was on my lap that soaked into the couch I flung the blanket off myself hitting my husband and then the dog jumped on it so I pretty much got coffee pretty much all over my living room that's not good no as long as you didn't burn yourself no I had enough layers on (laughs) (laughs) and then my husband who was already in a dress shirt because he was about to go on to a zoom meeting had to quickly go and change Anyway, that was my morning. <laughs> Welcome to the Taming Crazy podcast. I'm Alicia and I'm joined by the lovely as always, Deb and Sue. Hello, girls. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Glad it's the end of the week. Yeah. I say that every week, but I really yeah. am this week. <laughs> yeah. And glad it's beginning to warm up a bit. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you've never experienced minus, well, a wind chill, which brings it down to minus 44, not recommending it, really. <laughs> no. No. And for those not living in Alberta, we are experiencing a polar vortex right now, which means it is bloody cold. Uh-huh. And I mean, to be fair, we've had a really nice winter, very pleasant. The problem with that is if you've lived here long enough, you know that sooner or later you're going to pay for that warm weather. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yes. <laughs> but I'm taking tomorrow off, which I'm sure are the both of you taking tomorrow off. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Because it is a long weekend and we get Monday off as well here in Alberta for family day. Well, some of us do. Mm-hmm. So four days off and I can't wait. Oh, yes. Yeah. So what are your plans for your four days off? Are you just going to snuggle? Because <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. snuggle so. and kutch. Yeah, that's uh-huh. about it, eh? Yeah, yeah. and uh, get groceries. We've been successfully putting it off for most of the week. I know, you kind of stretch it as far as you can, right? It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. there was a text today. Do I need to go? And it's like, no, we're, we're good till tomorrow which is about the same message we've we've kind of been sending. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How far can we stretch this bag of potatoes? Yeah, nobody Quite wants far. to go out. <laughs> exactly, you just get potato creative. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, nobody wants to go out. Luckily for us, our grocery store has underground parking. So I place the order online and then you can just park underground and they bring them out to your vehicle. So you don't oh, even nice. have to get out. Yes, comes in handy when it's cold. Yeah. But it is cold in lots of places. I know in Britain, they were having a little bit of a snap as well in Mm -hmm. parts of Europe. And I saw that big pile up down in, was it Texas, I think? Yes. That was a bad one. Yeah. So I think everywhere is experiencing a little bit of a a plunge in the temperatures right now. Except for Florida. They're still on the beaches. I saw that on the news. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So the other day, our friend Angela from Behind the Woman posted something about Felicity Kendall. And if you don't know who she is, 
she's a British actress best known for BBC's The Good Life. She was one of those actresses from our childhood who was instantly recognised. So even if you didn't really know her name, you'd recognise her right away. Mm-hmm. Angela posted a picture of Felicity looking incredibly stylish and she had just been cast in her first musical at the age of 74. And it was a really inspiring post. And the point of it was to celebrate women who were challenging stereotypes and ageism. But what was interesting, for lack of a better word, was that although most of the comments agreed that she looked fabulous and how wonderful it was to see her, there were several comments about how much Botox and fillers that she'd had. Nothing about her accomplishments or her fashion sense, which is fabulous, by the way. So why do women feel the need to post disparaging comments about other women? And it usually is women. Mm -hmm. So why do you think that is? Well, you know, there are probably so many reasons for it. And I think, and, you know, I have to admit to doing it as well. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, full disclosure here, I'm, you know, strangely enough, not perfect and, and have been known to do the same thing. And I think sometimes it's just... And, and it's awful to admit to, it's kind of, well, I look better than that. And if you point out someone else's flaws, you're not focusing on your own. And I wish I could say I'd never commented on another woman's appearance, you know, because I have. And I'm kind of ashamed to admit that. But I think the older you get, the more you realise that Even when you're making a nasty comment about a celebrity, like someone you've never met or never will meet, it really does say much more about you than about them, Uh right? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think, you know, maybe it boils down to feeling a little bit insecure in your own body. I don't know. What do you think, Deb? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think we've all done it at some point, you know, in our life. And whether it be jealousy or... I remember I've always growing up and said, geez, you know, if I had this money, I would do this, this, this and this to my body because back then I would have. And I think the older you get, I feel now though, it's a little easier. You know, you're more comfortable in your skin, at least I think most of us are. So now I would feel seeing somebody like that, like that would be such an awesome feeling and, and you wouldn't have the negative thoughts. But I think being younger, I, I definitely would have. Probably yeah. jealousy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And now I look at people and I'm like, wow, God, I hope I look like that at that age. And then it's like, who am I trying to kid? I don't look like that at my age now. <laughs> what makes me think that another like 15, 20 years is going to improve things? <laughs> oh, exactly. But, you know, I think when we look at celebrities that are in their 70s, 80s, or, or even a lot younger than that, you have to understand that they are in a profession where looks mean everything, and uh-huh. it's their job. And yeah. if they are not looking their, their best or whatever they perceive to be their best, they're not getting jobs. Uh-huh. So I think it's easy for us to, to kind of say, oh, they shouldn't have done that, or they, they've you know, done too much of this or they've done too much of that. But when you're in that position and you are fighting for jobs, which are scarce as you get older, obviously, Uh Uh you know, maybe you would do everything you could to make yourself feel better. Uh Yeah. 
Yeah, it's sad. I, I do think maybe it's changing somewhat. I, I have seen more roles now for actresses that are mm-hmm. in their 50s and 60s and 70s, and hopefully that'll continue. But mm-hmm. I thought it was a really interesting look at how we are in a culture of still feeling the need to comment on people. You know? Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, like Felicity Kendall has always been a very attractive woman. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember, didn't she get like rear of the year, which I hope to God still does not exist. But um, she was getting like voted rear of the year every year or something. And, you know, so she's always had, I suppose, maybe there's th- that expectation on her that she is going to maintain the way she looks. And she's always going to be kind of living up to that. But And it's weird because like when you think about UK TV shows in particular, the people that are cast tend to be maybe not so much now, but definitely kind of as we were growing up and, you know, it depends on the programmes, but very kind of relatable in how they looked. You know, they didn't look like they just stepped off a catwalk and, you know, truly immaculate and really well coiffed and everything. There was a lot of kind of really, you know, people you would be able to imagine bumping into down the high street and I think that's the appeal of British television to be honest Sue I think Mm -hmm. you know it's not Hollywood and I think the stories that they tell no matter what kind of genre it is is very relatable Mm -hmm. it's like person next door Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people like that they're not all airbrushed and perfect like you said Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe now they are competing. You know, I think there's a lot more American actors going to the UK and a lot Mm -hmm. of UK actors going to the US. So I I imagine, you know, there's blurred lines now. It's not not so easy, I think. I think you're competing with a much larger pool of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we're going to talk about fashion tonight because, although that's a little bit strange considering, you know... Much of the world is shut down, but eventually we'll reemerge into some sort of normalcy, I expect. And I wonder if this pandemic will change fashion going forward. Do you think this will have an effect on how fashion or what the runways will look like? I did hear on the news that high e high heels, that's hard for me to say, high heels, the sale of them is down 71%. Wow. <laughs> so when you think of that, that's a massive hit, you know, to the fashion mm-hmm. world, right? So I'm yeah. I'm wondering if that's kind of where it's going now. Or do you think we'll come out of this pandemic and when it comes to fashion, maybe there's a thirst to dress up when we're out of this. Well, and I think that happened after the Second World War, didn't it? And that's kind of where... You know, sort of, if you think back to the post-war era, you know, sort of the the women out with the carefully done hair and the makeup and the, you know, the nice dresses and everything that were well fitted and the high heels and stuff. You know, maybe we will see that again as people kind of are going out and want to make the effort. But to be honest, I'm I'm quite happy with sweatpant fashion. I know. I feel both sides of it. Like, I feel like, yeah, I would like to kind of pay attention to the way I dress again. I'd like to do that. But on the other hand, I'm very comfortable right now. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. How about you, Deb? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, like, I'm loving my leisure wear, my active wear. Like, I think that's the only thing I've really bought over the last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. The, the fact that you're calling it leisure wear and active wear, let's be honest, sweats. <laughs> <laughs> sweats. But I did buy a couple of, like, outfits, you know, the top and the bottom, they match. Mm-hmm. So those are for when I'm feeling a little good. <laughs> oh, when you're feeling like sporty spice? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, I did have an appointment the other day, so I had to kind of, you know, do something with myself and I kind of felt good putting something nice on. But as soon as I got home it went off. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it came off and my sweats came back on. Yeah, wow. I must admit I was I had to dress up today and the experience of wearing a proper bra was really quite something. I'm like, wow, I used to do this every day. (laughs) Well, talking about bras, Sue, the other day I wear sports bras. So I have these ones that are fairly snug, but they're the ones you pull over your head, you know. Uh So I climbed into it and it's quite a feat. I know, especially if there's just a little bit of dampness on your shoulders, I always find. Oh, it's not fun at all. I got it on and I turned around and I faced the mirror and realized it was on inside out. Oh. So then I had this dilemma. Like, what do you do now? <laughs> do you pretend you didn't see it and carry on or to take it off and then put it back on? Now, you'd be proud of me that I did choose the latter option. Like, I was sweating by the time I got it off and found it back <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, fashion is still a struggle for some of us, even in a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there are, you know, there are are days when I just don't bother with a bra. And, yeah, if I wear one, it it does tend to be, um, you know, kind of a a lounging type bra. Like, (laughs) I couldn't even call it a sports bra because it really isn't. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's kind of suitable for yoga and that's it. Yeah. And and quite comfortable. But like in terms of shape and making anything look good, really not, you know, it, it's not going to give you yeah. Bridgeton boobs or anything. They don't lift and separate. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, oh, okay, you want to go underneath that armpit. That That's fine. Yes. That's okay. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So... You know those mem? Is it mems? Is that how you say it? Or is it memes? Memes? Oh, I don't know. However, I say it, it's always wrong. Like a meme thing, a meme. Oh, meme, meme. Okay, one of those. You know those? Yes. The same one kind of circulates every so often, and it's that one of women in their senior years, and they're dressed up in bright, funky clothing, and they're just rocking it. You seen that where? It's like, wear what you want and be who you are and all that nonsense. But anyway, and when we see that, we always say, oh, yeah, that'll be me. Or at least that's what we think. Mm-hmm. And I always mm-hmm. say that, oh, that'll be me. I'll be rocking that. I can't rock that now. So what makes me think I'm going to rock that then? <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, in reality, I don't think I have the self-confidence to stand out like that. And I wish I did. But in all honesty, I don't like to draw attention to myself, even though some people may be surprised to hear that. (laughs) 
Like if I wore something bright like that, I would be so self-conscious. Plus, I don't think there are very many places where you could dress like that and not find yourself all over social media as the next meme or meme, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit sad when you think about it. Yeah. There's lots of them now. I've seen lots and lots of posts of older women dressed like really funky. And I just love that look. But I don't think we live in a place that that would be, I don't want to say acceptable. Well, my kids wouldn't let me out of the house. I think that would be that would be more <laughs> like it. My kids wouldn't even notice. <laughs> oh, well, maybe that's even better. I don't. Is it better? I don't know. It's kind of hard because I know what you're saying because I I do like wearing colour. She says wearing predominantly Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) grey. But, you know, I I do like to have a splash of colour and to wear things that are a bit different. And I think as I've got older, I've got more confident about doing that than perhaps when I was younger. And see, for me, it is the opposite when I was younger, I was very, like, fashion was a thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I hit my mid-40s, I I kind of went through a bit of an identity crisis, I think, when it comes to fashion. Because, like, midlife felt like like a bit of a no-man's land in that I didn't mm-hmm. want to dress like mutton dressed as lamb, heaven forbid. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't want to dress like what I was seeing out there that was telling me how I should dress. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's difficult because, you know, all the magazine articles and everything was like, this is how you dress your age. But, Mm -hmm. you know, thankfully, I do think that is changing. But I still think, am I too old for certain things? And I mean, I still wear what I want anyway, because I have no fashion sense whatsoever. So when I put things together, I think I look awesome until later on. And I go, oh, my God, like who dressed me? But, you know, it does cross my mind on whether it's age appropriate. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we need to get past that because, you know, that is something we grew up with. You know, you you could almost tell the age of the... Well, no, you you really could. You'd go to somewhere like Debnam's or Marks and Spencer's or something and you could tell the age group that it was aimed at by the colours and the cuts. And... You know, I think I've talked about my dislike dislike of slacks yes. before, and I'm very fearful of ever getting into a slack wearing stage of life because yes. that seemed to be what happened when you got to like forty. You're expected to wear, you know, a certain cut of pants, and your skirts were supposed to be a certain length, like. You could no longer really have them over your knee. It should just be on or just below the knee. And God forbid you should wear anything that was kind of longer. And I'm like, I, I just don't want to, to get into that kind of feeling as if I should be wearing a nylon tent because I'm past the age of 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and we, we do live in a little bit of a different world than our you know, our mothers and our grandmothers did, you know, that's for sure, because their fashion was mostly dictated by what they were seeing in the shops, Mm -hmm. you know, or the Sears catalogue for that matter. But we are bombarded with ads everywhere we turn, you know, I, I can't go on Pinterest or YouTube without posts or videos showing up of 
what you should or shouldn't wear after 50. And I, mm-hmm. you know, 50 is the big one. Deb, I don't know if you experienced that or, you know, is it my imagination? Yeah, it's a big one. You know, I think I have changed even myself, like the way I dress. And I, I really, I just enjoy things that make me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I've noticed that, you know, I I dislike for myself now is anything that shows up, you know, cleavage, that stuff, like, I don't like that. And, and that's, I feel it's my age that makes me feel that way. I don't know. You know, it's it's okay if you have a little bit of a, a little bit of, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. don't like seeing that on myself. I feel that's what makes me feel like I'm trying to maybe act younger than what I am. I, I don't know. I just, and that's just in my head, mm-hmm. you know? You know what? I do know what you mean. I don't like it either. Mm-hmm. No. And um, I remember, you know, sort of in my youth, you know, you would read about what you should wear for your body shape. Yes. And because I, I've always been, well, no, it's not true. I haven't always been on the heavier side. You know, one of the things was kind of to wear a, a V-neck and show a little bit of cleavage because I don't know why. It was probably written by a, a bloke. <laughs> 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 Yeah. You know, just, it. I don't know, it kind of elongated something. But when mm-hmm. I think about it, it didn't elongate anything at all. It just kind of changed the focus of where people would be looking. But yeah, I was dumb enough for, to, to fall for that. But yeah, now if I'm wearing a V-neck of some sort, then if it goes too far down, then I feel very, very self-conscious. You know, I like to have something underneath it to to make sure that when I lean forward, like I'm not revealing everything to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know whether that's kind of like an age thing or a, a changing body thing or the fact that I had kids. It it's yeah. just yeah. it it's kinda weird. And it's yeah. not because anyone's saying it's unseemly to do that although it may be tied into somewhere in my past it was like over a certain age you don't show any cleavage who knows yeah not sure either but too much skin not a good thing doesn't matter your age Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes these ads show up because I do look at them once in a while to see oh is there something that I should know because I'm usually out of the loop for what's happening in the world when it comes to those kind of things so, of course, once you click on one once, then, oh, yes. you know, yikes, analytics makes all of those things pop up. So it's constantly coming to my attention now. But, you know, I don't really think too much about it until I have somewhere to go and then I haven't got a clue what to wear. And it's always been a bit of a joke in my family because I've always dressed in black, like <laughs> no matter what and I set out to go buy something and I always think okay I'm going to buy something colorful and I am in the section of the racks where it's black for some reason I just have always gravitated to it and I still love it and I think I was goth before it was a thing Uh (laughs) (laughs) and over the years I've read that when you get into midlife you should wear jewel tones you know lots of color and I've tried, but to do it in all honesty, I I can't do it. I just like to wear black. So I've decided that the color black is just who I am. And I think it matches my cold black heart. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, last night when 
when I thought, oh, we're going to talk about fashion. And of course, these things pop up. I was on the internet. And the first one that popped up was how to look 10 years younger. So I thought, oh, okay, let's have a look. And the first tip was don't wear black. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, you're not supposed to swap to navy or a dark grey or something. Well, I'm in my closet right now and I'm looking around and it's all... Well, how can you see anything? It must be absolutely pitch in there. (laughs) (laughs) So is there a colour that you always gravitate to? Yeah, I really like that, you know, dark olive green. It's one of my favourites. I always go to that colour and every coat I have, I think I have one in that (laughs) colour. I like the browns. Like I, I like that autumny colors. You know, not the bright oranges, but the browns and the the earthy tones. Those, those are my favorites. How about you, Sue? I've got kind of a lot of things in sort of a, a teal spectrum. Right. So that kind mm-hmm. of blue, green, turquoise, like that color is always a, a big hit for me. But also, I love purple. And I love red. And typically if I, you know, if I'm giving a presentation or something, I will wear something that is uh, red because it's a power colour. It is a power mm-hmm. colour, yeah. yes. Read that in a magazine yeah. at some stage, didn't I? <laughs> yes. no. So, yeah, I, I kind of do like a, a bit of colour. And then, yeah, it's kind of variations on a theme, really. Oh, the funny thing about wearing black, no matter where I go and whatever city I'm in, I'm always asked for directions. Like we went to New York and I think I just fit right in because everybody there was wearing black. And, you know, you're in Manhattan and people were asking me for directions. That's just a funny yeah. thing. Yeah. When I was in my teens, growing up in the UK at a time when, you know, punk rock was a thing and Duran Duran and Human League and Blondie, you know, fashion was a big part of that. And I, I absolutely loved it. I didn't even own a pair of jeans because I was all about the fashion. You know, the bondage pants, the army pants, which Deb stole, and I'll never forget about that. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I I think my interest in fashion during that time was mostly due to a need for self-expression because we wore school uniforms during the Mm day, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, we all looked the same and it was really difficult to be different so evenings and weekends was our time to express ourselves as Madonna says so fashion was really big for me and I was right into it and then emigrating to Canada after high school was a massive shock to me especially since we moved to a really small town where fashion that was jeans and t-shirt that Mm -hmm. that was it and I stuck out like a sore thumb you know, I, I was teased quite a bit, like not in a bad way. They were not mean to me at all, but I definitely, definitely didn't fit in. And I used to jump on the bus and go to the city for the weekend. And Deb used to come with me and just being in the city kind of helped me fit in a little bit. But eventually I just started dressing like everyone else because it was just easier You know, Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. it was so hard to be different or go against the norm all the time. Then I think I just started wearing what everybody else was wearing. And I kind of lost that thirst for fashion, I think. And then, you know, by the time you have kids, you're so busy, you know, and half the time you're taking the kids to hockey or working full time. And I worked in healthcare, so I always wore a uniform. So there was no need to keep up with fashion at all. 
And I think I was so bloody tired all the time. I couldn't be bothered. And I think I've never really come out of that. You know what? And I wish I did because when I look at magazines and when I'm watching movies, I just think, oh my God, like I would love to dress like that. And I want to look like that. But I don't know. Right now, I guess nobody's feeling that need. I don't know. Were you ever into fashion? Like, was that ever a part of your life at all? No. No. <laughs> no. no, it was kind of a bit too much like hard work for me. I mean, maybe when I was in my earlier teens, but certainly by the time I was 14 or 15, I was wearing like army and navy pants and yes. my Doc Martens and band t-shirts and, you know, thick woolen tights from wherever marks and spencers were always the best uh <laughs> with but you know like that is fashion though that that was fashion for that time well it wasn't really because at that stage there was kind of there was lots of different fashiony things happening hmm. and so you know kind of as the baggy jeans thing came along and the striped t-shirts and i don't know what those shoes were called Yes, there was kind of all of that baggy fashion and I was still kind of on the other side with my band t-shirts and my little black skirt and my Doc Martens and yeah. <laughs> um, my dungarees and things like that. So, you know, I was still conforming to, like you say, a, a type of fashion, but it wasn't yeah. following what everybody, you know, what a lot of other people were doing, like with their track suits and... Oh. sweatpants and stuff i have to say some people might not like this but i absolutely detest that form of fashion (laughs) (laughs) you know that the adidas sweatsuits and stuff yes yeah i know that that did not appeal to me yeah no it was not me at all and i think you know again sort of even way back then I was dressing very much for comfort, you know, because like the t-shirts were big and, you know, a lot of room to move around. The army pants, very comfortable because, again, you know, there was reasonable amount of space in the legs and there were pockets and this, that and the other. And yeah, it was just about being comfy. And then maybe kind of as I was... Yeah, I suppose maybe in the time of my early 20s when I was in nursing school, I was more fashionable then, like in terms of wearing what everybody else was. So I just maybe got to it a bit late. I do have to say army pants were the best. Oh, yeah. They lasted forever. Well, they did. And then mine went missing. Um, So, Deb. (laughs) I did like army pants. (laughs) Yeah. How about you, Deb? Well, you know, of course, being a kid, I think I just dressed as a tomboy. And when I got something new, I never took it off. I think that's where my yes. love for routine came. I would wear something. <laughs> yeah. I still remember to this day getting a new sweater. It was blue. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't take it off. And yeah. I think I just, you know, being a second child, I had hand-me-downs, so I had to steal them whatever came first. <laughs> about it there wasn't the same fast fashion that there is now you know you were kind of bought something and it was a case of you will wear this until 
That's right, you, know, you grow out of it. <laughs> until you grow out of it and it can be passed to the next child. <laughs> yes, that's exactly oh. right. And so I think it wasn't until, yeah, maybe a young adult that I cared maybe about what I was wearing. Because when moving to Canada, I was 13. You just had to fit in, you know? Yeah. It didn't really matter to me, I don't think. It wasn't a huge concern, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't care enough. And I must say, I have saved a lot of money on makeup this year. Yes. Yes. I haven't had to replace much of anything. <laughs> That's true. It does save a lot of money. Yeah. That point about fast fashion. I mean, you even noticed that when your kids were young, right? When you, mm-hmm. you'd buy them clothes and, you know, you'd pass it on to the, ne- to the next kid. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't really happen. Things are so cheap and cheaply made that you just keep buying clothes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've fallen for that too, right? You know, sometimes you just have that really big need to shop. And yeah. especially if you haven't for a while, and then it's like your brain is just like, oh my God, I can buy clothes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see sale signs and I, I like I don't like to pay full price for anything. So I'm in the sales racks and sometimes I'm buying just for that thrill of buying something. Mm-hmm. And then I end up, it's still sitting in the closet. And it, it's not like I paid a lot of money for it, but it was a piece of clothing that I really didn't need that I probably am not going to wear. What a waste that is when you think of, you know, being environmentally friendly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I have like over the past few years, I've tried to be more intentional in what I've bought for myself. It's kind of, it's more difficult with the kids because, well, you yeah. know, they're, they're in their teens. They still manage to grow out of things way too quickly. And <laughs> yeah, like for them, it's a little bit more difficult. But for me, I'm kind of looking at local companies and seeing what they're making and trying to buy you know I can't currently afford to buy my full wardrobe from them but definitely having kind of those pieces that I can match with other things and that you know like in terms of washing better looking better lasting longer like the difference is absolutely amazing but I think we're so used to kind of not paying much for things just so that we can wear it a few times and then you know it's like oh look at this it's a dish rag now and i just yeah it kind of started feeling really yucky to me so i'm trying to be more intentional absolutely i mean i still have pieces in my wardrobe that i've had for years and years and years and years and they still i love them and i Mm -hmm. still wear them you know Mm -hmm. and i don't think i paid an arm and a leg for them but i think they're just a little more quality yeah and the thing is, we're at the age now where we've seen fashion go around at least once. Yeah, that's right. I'm still waiting for the banana clip to come back because I <laughs> love the banana clip so much. Like, See, I couldn't do the banana clip because I had too much hair. But I oh. think now, because I have less hair, I might be able to. So yeah, bring those back. <laughs> so if there's one thing that you would like to see come back, what would it be? Mm. I don't know whether I'd want to see them come back, but I would like to be able to fit into a pair of army pants again. I think you could still wear army pants. Yeah, I, I don't know how many short, fat blokes there are in the army. <laughs> oh, see, because it was good back then because I just bought the shortest ones I could find and I would still have to roll them up. And that was fine. It kind of fit with the boots and everything. So that was, that was not a problem. 
And yeah, there was a lot less bum and thigh. So it was, you know, reasonably easy finding a pair that fit. But now I, I, I don't think I'd find anything to, to give me the, the bum coverage I would need. Okay, so if there's any designers out there, bring back the army <laughs> pants for all shapes and sizes. Oh my gosh. Oh, how about you, Deb? Is there one thing that you'd like to see? I can't think of anything. Well, you know, one day you'll be watching like an older TV show and you'll go, oh, I used to have that sweater. That happened to me. And so I took a picture of it and I was sending it to everyone going, do you remember when I had this sweater? And they were like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did love the, you know, Farrah Fawcett hairstyles. Those were awesome. The feathering. <laughs> oh. oh, well, you know, you've got lots but, of time to practice that. Oh, my gosh. Deb, have you seen Firefly Lane on Netflix? No. You've got to watch that because part of it is a flashback to how they were and they've got the, the Farrah Fawcett hair. Oh, is that right? I'll have to take a look. What about you? What would you bring back? Well, I'm just thinking, I, I think the army pants were a really good look, but the banana clip really stands out in my mind. Maybe I should just dress up in my closet and walk around the house. My husband would freak out because the other day I had a pink t-shirt on and he went, oh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I only have one pink t-shirt and it has crone written on it. <laughs> I wore it yes. one day on a FaceTime call with my mum. Oh, Suzanne, I, I, I don't like that T-shirt. <laughs> you know, we've come so far and we've got so far to go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I can't wait till we can all meet up and, you know, you're going to have a banana clip in your army pants. <gasps> I'm going to, you know, have my army pants on. Deb's going to be... In a blue sweater. She probably yeah. still has it. <laughs> or maybe she'll still have your army pants. Get them back. There we go. Yes. Oh, and she's going to have, like, her Farrah Fawcett flicks as well. Oh, my God. Awesome. Well, we'll probably have to have a throwback party. I think that'll be fun. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. It would be. <laughs> we should probably do that one of these days. I guess in the meantime, stay warm. I guess next week's supposed to warm up a little bit. So Hurrah! We're, we're getting there. Stay safe. Stay sane. And until next time, bye for now. Bye. Bye. You always sound so sad to say bye in the end. Oh, it's so hard to leave. <laughs> that was fun. Brings me back lots of memories. Before you go, we legally have to tell you that all the opinions and information we share on this podcast is based on our own personal experiences and should never be taken as professional advice. We may sometimes sound like we know what we're talking about, but the Tame and Crazy podcast is for entertainment purposes only, so please consult with a qualified professional for any and all health advice. Thanks for listening. Bye.